Hey, this is CW. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast here on corncountry.com. He's a U.S. Army veteran. He's a resident of Franklin, and I also consider him a friend. He's Brian Alvey. He stopped into the Corn Country Studios on Monday to talk about the Warrior 101, which is a, a trek from New Albany, Indiana, up here to Franklin. And he starts that on Tuesday, November the 9th. But we'll talk about that here coming up in just a little bit. But first, with Veterans Day coming up on Thursday, Brian, first of all, thanks for coming on in. What does Veterans Day mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, it's a big day for me because it, it, it's, you know, it's not uh, Armed Forces Day or anything. It's not We're not celebrating ourselves. We're celebrating the people that stood to the left and the right of us and those that came before us and those that will carry the torch past us. You know, we're celebrating uh, those that we had the honor to walk the same walk as, to walk in the same path. Walk's probably a pun when it comes to me, but... Um, you know, to, to think about, you know, it's like, you know, the unit I was in for a long time uh, was the 151st Long Range Surveillance Airborne Unit, which was old D Company Ranger Long Range Recon Patrol, same unit. And just being a member of that unit and standing in the formation and standing in the in the place of where these great men, these highly decorated absolute warriors came before, and I'm standing in the same slot as them, as you know, I'm, you know, to, to carry or to do my best to carry the torch that those guys carried. It's just, it's just a massive honor. And then to fast forward, my son is in that unit, uh, you know, and he's got that, you know, it's the, the, the name of the units changed. It's uh, Charlie company, uh, airborne now the airborne infantry company, but just the legacy and to be, to, to be a part of that is huge. And that's, that's why veterans day is a big deal for me because it, it, it gives me, as if I don't every day, but it gives me the opportunity to really focus and reflect on on those people that I have uh, the honor to call my brothers and sisters. You know that that you know going back to Valley Forged and moving forward. Hopefully, we don't have you know any more horrific wars, but that would be a naive statement. But um, you know, just all of those folks uh, to be amongst them is just a massive honor. And this is this is the, one of the best days for me personally to reflect and remember that. I think it's a chance for everyday folks to say thank you to those uh, people that have served. It is. I've always felt odd about it because I loved what I did, you know, so Mm -hmm. they always say it was some smarter person than I that, you know, either uh, Churchill or I think it was Ben Franklin said, you know, show me a man that does what he loves for a living or show you that man doesn't work a day in his life, you know, and for people to thank me for doing what I loved, it it always feels odd. So, um, it's, I, I, I still, to this day, you know, 30 years removed from going to basic training and everything, I, and somebody thanks me for my service, it's I, I still, I don't, it feels awkward to answer. What am I supposed to say? Well, you're welcome. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I, Happy to do it. <laughs> I always respond with something to the fact that they said, thank you for your service. I always say, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. You know, I I, I, I return the, a thank you for the thank you, you know, because it, it, it's, it's very uh, humbling for somebody to say that to to me, you know. Yeah. And I think every veteran would say the same thing I just said. I remember uh, Colonel Brokaw was in here talking to us earlier this year, uh, just before when the wall that heals came here. And she was saying yeah. the, kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of weird, you know, when so many people come up and say thank you for you know because those 
those Vietnam veterans didn't get that when they first arrived here. So I think that's well, we were definitely I think, out I think there. As a society, I think we finally, you know, at least we're doing that. That was know? a big deal for us to get that here in Franklin and Johnson County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was definitely out there with my kids and and and, and just taking it all in and. Uh, I had uh, the honor of, you know, I, this year I served as the uh, board president for the uh, Johnson County Convention Visitors Tourism Commission, which everybody knows is Festival Country, Indiana. So we were able to get involved to help support that and a uh, huge honor and uh, to be out there. It's just, it's just, it's amazing just to take in all those names on that wall. It's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, but that, that also, that really ties in. There's a numerical thing with that wall. There's there's all there's just shy of sixty thousand names on that wall. Sixty thousand over basically twelve years, give or take. We've lost more than that in the last decade to veteran suicide. Not not in combat, to just veteran suicide. So that's why, you know, that was the point about, you know the warrior 110 and why we, 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 we do this, you know, where we rock march 110 miles from the banks of the Ohio to here in historic downtown Franklin, um, to raise awareness for two of the biggest contributors to that veteran suicide, that epidemic, which is post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injuries, PTS and TBI. And that's why we do it. We raise awareness and we also raise funds to help sponsor. And so to, you know, I can't do this walk for free. You know, uh, the, the thing's, Cost money, but so to help facilitate us to continue to bring awareness, we don't just do the 110 mile road march once a year. We also do other events. Uh, about a month and a half ago, we met right here on the Johnson County Courthouse lawn in front of the memorial, and we did a quick road march. I say quick, uh, 15 miles straight up 144 out to North Martinsville, Waverly, to raise uh, funds to help uh, erect a permanent memorial for a paratrooper that was killed in action from Martinsville by the name of Ryan Frischy. Um, his mother was leading the way on that and I've known her for years. I jumped out and said, what can we do? And she said, I don't know. What can you do? I said, well, we can punish ourselves. That seems to be what we do. So we, we rucked up and, uh, we, uh, we marched from here 15 miles to her that day to the gold star mother of that fallen hero. And the big, huge thing that, that was amazing that day is the gold star widow did it with us. She put she's she's pretty fit, so she put she didn't put on the rock and the boots stuff, but she she put on her 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 running clothing and her running shoes, and she did that whole fifteen miles right with shoulder to shoulder with me. Didn't fall out, didn't back off, stayed right with us, pushed hard. So that was that was a that was a goosebump moment, you know, to to be able to finish that with her. So it was huge. Is that what started it with you, Ryan? That particular paratrooper, or or did you do this beforehand? What I guess my question is. What made you start this walk of 110 miles? So, I mean, um, I'm pretty open about it. You know, uh, I struggled with some issues once I got done uh, after I retired and everything and uh, went through um, a little bit of a hell, you know, uh, you know, with the post-traumatic stress, TBI, the misdiagnosis of both because they both have the same symptoms but require different treatments to. So anyway, but not to get in deep in the weeds of the personal stuff, um, I... Very luckily, and I, 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 I absolutely emphasize the word luck here. I got through it on my own for the most part. Um, you know, not that there wasn't people around me, and you know, but I, I, I didn't use any organizations or anything like that. Um, it, I, I was luckily to get see the light at the end of the tunnel at some point, and then and to drive through and negotiate that obstacle in life. 
well, what you're trained to do as a leader in the military, as a non-commissioned officer, is you know you 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 do the help the the man and the woman to your left and your right, and you once you negotiate an obstacle, you need to help them negotiate the obstacle. So, I think we need to reach back and start pulling other people through this tunnel, you know, and and then we need and I think the biggest thing we could do is to help bring awareness to the fact that it even exists. You know, our learning curve always goes vertical on trauma medicine during war, but yet we've never focused on the invisible wounds of war, you know, the the the, the post-traumatic stress and things of that nature. Um, you know, you mentioned Vietnam veterans getting nothing, not even a thank you when they were done for the most part. That's absolutely true. And they didn't get the they didn't get the help they needed through that horrific guerrilla war that they went through. It goes back, you know, we called things like, oh, they're just, you know, there's all these different names for it until it was clinically like this is post-traumatic stress. I don't like using the word disorder. That's a personal thing of mine. I don't think it's a disorder. I think it's a wound. Uh, you can heal from it. And I think when you say disorder, that it, it's like, is that permanent? But when you it's a wound, it's an invisible wound and you can heal it and you can move on. Um, but I digress. Um I mean, we call it, we've called it shell-shocked and all these different names. And, uh, well, we now we've diagnosed. But who better to take care of us than us? Who better to push the envelope to get this, to, to, to bring awareness to it, to study it more than veterans? So, you know, who better to take care of us than us, right? So you have all these people in society that struggle with post-traumatic stress as well. Like, there's people through society that 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 get inflicted with other types of trauma medicine and then they they benefit from the the knowledge that the medical community has now that they probably learned in time of war so why not do the same thing you know we've all we kind of been the pseudo guinea pig for this stuff but our society gets to benefit from it too we you know as veterans we absolutely do not have a monopoly on post-traumatic stress you know there's a lot there's people walking all over town right now that don't even realize they have post-traumatic you know it could have been a really crappy childhood, you know, you know, it could, you know, it, the other thing is getting rid of the stigmatism of post-traumatic stress, just like the other people that, 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 you know, you know, with it be just the veterans that are struggling with post-traumatic stress from war. But what about all the sexual assault victims that we know, even though we don't know are out there because the stigmatism on them, they don't come forward, but nevertheless, they're out there walking every day with the struggles of post-traumatic stress. Well, if we can use the Warrior 110 to continue to push and push and push to bring awareness to the, 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 the to post-traumatic stress, everybody who's struggling with it, whether you served in the military or not, is going to be the benefit of it. So uh, that that's 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 the bigger goal that I think that will be the the follow-on goal, I guess you would say. Well, let's uh, let's dive knee deep into the details of your walk. Uh, when does it happen, and when can folks join in? Well, we tell everybody you can join in anytime you want. Uh, so what we're going to do tomorrow at, uh, about 07 AM, we're going to step off from the banks of the Ohio river at the, uh, the riverfront amphitheater in new Albany, Indiana. And then we're going to start working our way up North. Cause you know, eventually we're going to finish here in, in downtown Franklin. Um, we tell people, people come out and they'll walk a mile or two with this, or they'll walk a big duration of it. They can walk to, you want to walk the whole thing? You can, um, but we're, we're going to work our way up. We, we generally stick to the route. Once we get on US 31, we stay on US 31. We found we've done other routes. We went up 135. They get a little perilous at times. <laughs> so US 31 having the big wide shoulder, you know, gives us a lot more safety. 
and it, and it also goes through different amenities. You know, uh, uh, I'm not having to do the roadside stop and the wood line. I can go to the gas station bathroom. Uh, so that's all. I, that, that's for the, that's for the community at large. <laughs> so, um, but we'll work our way up. It's we 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 basically split it out in five days. You know, to, to average, you know, everybody knows the number 22. So it kind of averages out to 22 miles a day, give or take. And then, however, the last day, now, mind you, we're starting tomorrow on, on the 9th. It's going to encompass Veterans Day on the 11th. Uh, that's by design. And then on the last day, which is Saturday the 13th, we are all going to assemble in the American Legion Post parking lot in Edinburgh, Indiana, at about zero seven in the morning, you know, I'll probably be there before that. So we'll probably, we're going to try to leave by zero seven, uh, in the morning, Saturday morning. And the last 13 mile trek will be from Edinburgh to Franklin, where we will come through the memorial in front of the Johnson County courthouse, uh, pay our respects, walk by the veterans walk that the city erected right there by the Elks Lodge on, uh, Jefferson street, and then finish up at the mint. The mint for the third year in a row is hosting our, Hey, you guys actually made it after party. Uh, we'll, they'll be open at 11 Saturday. We'll probably get there around noon. Um, so if you, they're going to open early for us, which is always appreciated. Um, and then we come in there and we just have a, you know, a little bit of an after party with it and drink some bourbon and try to drown away our, uh, our pains. And, and, uh, so, but I always encourage everybody in every year, especially on a Saturday, we try to finish on a Saturday cause people off work. Traditionally, we, 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 we assembled in the front of Camp Atterbury. This year we're doing over in Edinburgh because, uh, the, the dynamic of Atterbury is currently different with the refugees and everything there and with parking and getting in. We just didn't want to confuse anything. So let's move it over to the American Legion post in Edinburgh. Uh, they were, they did well to really support us last year. So and give them a little bit of love back, uh, great people down there. Um, so we're going to Assemble in that parking lot, take off that morning, and then it's just under 13 miles. It's around 13 miles from there to 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 our end state. And we usually average between, you know, 20, 30 people that have joined us for that last stretch each year. And we're hoping to see a lot more than that this year to come walk that final leg with us. Now, if somebody is not able to join you on the walk, whether it be physically or maybe they're out of town, is there is there a way they can still help? Well, first off, we invite everybody to the party. You know, you don't have to come walk that last. You just show up at the, the, the final party and hang out and, you know, eat uh, eat frog legs and drink bourbon at the mint and uh, and laugh at us while we sit there and kind of curl up in a fetal position and cry in a corner from our pains. Uh, but the uh, the other thing is, is if, if, if folks want to donate funds, that's huge. Now, first and foremost, you can always go to the Facebook page. That's where everybody connects, and it's the Warrior 110 on on. On Facebook, or you could do the hashtag the Warrior One Ten. However, I think the easiest thing for everybody is go to our website. We're a legitimate five hundred one c three non for profit organization, so we're a .org. It's the Warrior One One Zero, the Warrior One One Zero dot org. Uh, you can go there, the Warrior One Ten dot org, and uh, there's you could read up on us. You can connect with us there or on the Facebook page, and there's um, donation mechanisms built into it as well. If you just you know a buck's a buck, you know. We were able to, we raised enough money last year to send a few um, uh, individuals that were suf- suffering pretty, pretty, pretty bad from post-traumatic stress to another organization based out of Florida called the Brian Bill Foundation. 
amazing organizations where they they focus on special operations combat veterans that are struggling with post-traumatic stress traumatic brain injury and they do things there at a ranch where it's equine therapy you're working with the horses you're doing eye rest you're doing meditation you do all these programs uh i actually had the honor of going through that myself a few years ago so i i can attest to the fact that it's an amazing program so we were able to and that's not an expensive inexpensive endeavor you know with the horses and everything so we raised enough funds to send a few guys to that last year so we were honored to do that um, so that's where that money goes. So if you donate a dollar, a hundred dollars, what, you know, uh, it, every little bit counts, you know, it, it goes, it goes to do, uh, these veterans struggling with these issues. Well, well, dude, I can't thank you enough for what you do because you're, what you're doing here is, is you're doing, accomplishing a couple of things that are really need to be done. And that's one, bring awareness. And then mm -hmm. we got to get rid of the stigma. Yep. We do. You know, and, and once those two things are conquered, I think that that will make life a lot better for a lot of people. You know, the, the simplest way I found to explain it, especially when I'm talking to, to a guy or a gal who's actually obviously struggling from it, who's got those reservations because of the stigma. I mean, you know, for a while in my career, I was a medic. And I say, you guys would come to me whining about the smallest little boo-boos. You know, you got a blister on your foot. You know, you know, you'll come to the medic for that. But yet when you, you injure the most sensitive, important portion of your body, your mental mechanism, your brain, like, ah, walk it off. That's the dumbest damn thing. <laughs> you know, don't walk off. Get some help with it. Go see the medic. Come, come see one of us. Talk to us. Let's, you know, we've dealt with it. We can help you navigate this thing. You know, I mean. We, you know, you, your service doesn't end when you take the uniform. The oath is forever. So come be with one of your own and let us work on it. Let's help you out. Hey, buddy, don't forget to stretch and good luck tomorrow. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take all the luck I can get. <laughs> there he is. That's Brian Alvey. And I'm CW. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast right here on corncountry.com.